During the War of 1812 against Britain, invading troops marched into Washington, D.C. and set the U.S. Capitol ablaze on August 24, 1814. The British soldiers also set fire to the president's mansion and other U.S. landmarks with torches and gunpowder paste, leaving the capital city in ruins. So what saved D.C.? A torrential rainstorm. On Sunday the 28th, Richard Rush, the Attorney General, having contemplated the enormity of the disaster of the recent days, argued that there was only one sensible move left. Spin the results. He wrote a long memo to James Monroe describing the need to put out a government statement quickly, thus seizing the narrative and putting the most positive light on the debacle rather than letting the British control the story. Quote, such a proclamation should reach Europe contemporaneously with the account of the entry of the capital, thereby at once propelling the idea, so prevalent there, that it carries with it the reduction of the country, Rush wrote. He suggested a statement with a high and manly tone, one that, quote, might serve to inform, to balm, and to ruse. The burning of Washington was not permitted to live in infamy. Instead, the Americans turned their humiliation into a mere act of vandalism, and in the nation's memory, it would become little more than a quirky prelude to the uplifting story of the victory at Baltimore three weeks later, when the light of glaring rockets and bursting bombs gave proof that our flag was still there. Welcome to the Weekly Warrior Podcast, where we are forging genuine human connection through fitness, health, mindset, and nutrition. Let's get to the show with your hosts, Jared Bradford, Connor Edelbrock, and Corey Mueller. As we well know, and as all of you listening probably well know, um, Wednesday, January 6th, 2021, the, I don't know what you even want to call them, Trump supporters, fascist, whatever, the the domestic terrorists stormed the Capitol building in Washington, D.C. And I don't know about a lot of you, but I know that for me, as I watched this on the news, I hit a breaking point. And... The the fact that the last time that Washington, D.C. was attacked like this was not lost on me that it was in 1814 when the British sacked the city and our politicians, our president, were forced to evacuate, very similar to yesterday. The biggest difference being that our president of the United States, Donald Trump, incited this ridiculous action and he continued to until he was silenced on all forms of social media um, to which most of his followers would call censorship and communism and so we at the weekly warrior wanted to take some time to address this ridiculous and annie wants to also help um this ridiculous time in american history that in truth we've all played a part in bringing on and i'm joined today with obviously with bones who just read the excerpt from 
some of our American history. And that's a great, that's a great way to start this episode. Bones, good afternoon. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. We're three hours apart. Yeah, it's good morning for you. It's afternoon for me. Yes. <laughs> yes. It is a good morning. It's a better morning than a couple nights before or mornings before. But uh, I hearing about all of that going on was definitely really surprising. She's really worked up and I feel her. That's how I was at work learning about all this. When you texted me, look at the news, like, look what's going on right now. They're going inside the Capitol. And I think the most surprising thing to me was this was actually happening Mm -hmm. um, in our lifetime. And then it was incited by the president who just spoke to these people, you know, minutes earlier and then sent them on their way. Uh, Literally just like a, like, I don't even know how to describe it. It was like something out of a movie. The evil character says whatever he, he needs to say to rile people up, to rile his, his, his side up like Saruman at the orcs. Mm. And he's like, the age of men is over yep. and sends them on their way to like destroy everything. Yes. Yeah, that's, man. That's what I thought. I, um, I feel very similarly. And I got to say, when I first saw what was happening, I was watching it live I've, I've, I don't get anxiety attacks very often. I don't experience large amounts of anxiety very often. I was having, I would call it a small panic attack. My body, I was shaking. I was sweating. Um, I was scared because this was something that I think in the back of my mind, I knew like maybe could be possible, but like, I really didn't think that people would get to this point because this was so outlandish and this was so ridiculous and this was so just unprecedented. And that's what, and and that's the word that's getting thrown a lot is unprecedented. Mm -hmm. And we're all to blame for this. Even the people that voted against Trump this year, it's, it's, I'm just so angry and I'm sad. And I think really what it is is I'm more sad and I'm more disappointed and it's coming out in anger and I'm sad and disappointed and I'm angry with myself, with the people around me who have been complicit in their responsibilities, both as an American citizen and as a fucking human being to Mm -hmm. step up and, and do something about this because it's really easy when it's on, when something's on TV that doesn't really affect you. And like the riots over the summer, man, like this was a perfect example. And I'm just going to say this, this is like, it was easy for me to disconnect from that because that wasn't an experience that I have ever felt or ever, ever imagined feeling. Um, and I, I, I regretted that. And that's a whole, that's kind of a whole nother thing, but this was a breaking point for me. And I, I don't want to stay silent and I want us to have a, a conversation about this. And I want the people who listen to this podcast to have a conversation with the people around them and, and what do we do from here? So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, man, I'm, I'm angry. And like you said, the guy, the, the, the guy in charge here, Donald Trump literally has radicalized these supporters over the last five years. This is five years in the making. And on Wednesday, that was, that was 
the tipping point. That was when he militarized them and rat and, and sent them to do his bidding. And mm-hmm. he egged them on the whole time. And people were calling for him to make a statement to tell them to go home. And he did tell them to go home. Wink, wink. You like, mm-hmm. we love you. Go home in peace. You're very yeah. special. You're very special. We love you. I know how you feel all this stuff. And that like, yeah, like, and then yesterday he released a statement where he condemns these people. He condemns these people and he says they'll be punished to the full extent of the law. And so, you know what? His lawyer just looked at him and said, Hey bro, if you don't do something, if you, yeah, if you don't do something and say something against everything that, that just happened, you will go to prison. You will go to prison in two weeks when you were no longer the president of this country if you don't do something. And quite frankly, it was an empty. It, he didn't even apologize. It was an empty statement. He didn't he didn't believe in anything he was saying. It was all a bunch of bullshit. And but you know what, though? He threw all those people under the bus. He threw every mm-hmm. single one of them under the bus who live, breathe and die. They would die for him. Some of them did. Right. One of one of them did. And. Last night, a Capitol police officer who was involved passed away from injuries that he received in the attack. That's all it was. It was an attack on our democracy and our republic. And these people who say blue lives matter and that the rioting over the summer was wrong because you're putting our law enforcement people in danger and all this shit. Like you killed a cop. And you entered the most sacred piece of our democracy that is so fragile it's so fragile and we all when we saw that mm-hmm. and we're so at any given time we're so close to everything falling apart without people without the citizens doing their job and it's the pe- it's the silent majority man it's people like us and <laughs> we can no longer accept or allow ourselves to be silent ever again. I won't because I've, I've taken a stance where it's like, I don't want to get too political. I don't want to make waves. I don't want to upset people. I don't want to alienate people because you know, everyone has a right to believe what they want, but fuck dude, this, this guy, Donald Trump twisted the minds and the hearts of People, everyone, everyone around us, it seems like, you know what I mean? Like I have, I know a ton of people that voted for him and loved him and they are silent. They've said nothing about this fucking bullshit that just occurred and it's fucked up and I'm, I'm angry. And if people aren't angry and if they still support Trump after all this shit, man, there's a problem and I get it. We always preach here at the Weekly Warrior, like control what you can and let the let everything else go. But to a certain point, we can control this. In 2016, I could have voted for Hillary Clinton, even though I didn't think she was a good candidate. I voted for I voted libertarian mm-hmm. because I thought that, you know, that's me making a statement. But it allowed for a megalomaniac man child to sit in office for four years and almost single-handedly destroy this country. And people, and at least 49% of the population in the country believe that he was good enough to have another four years. 
Like, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I just, it hurts. It hurts because everything that we're about in this country is so fragile. And for those of you that are listening in other countries that have ever experienced anything like this and, and man, I, we feel you now a little bit, maybe to anything you've ever experienced with political unrest and whatever, because we've had it good. We didn't even know how good we had it. I can't like when we thought George W. Bush was a fucking clown, dude, that guy looks like an angel. Now I would, I would love to have George W. Bush as the leader of this country. Now Mitt Romney, when he ran against president or like, you know, former president Obama, we all thought Mitt Romney was a clown. Dude, Mitt Romney, no. Mitt Romney made a statement Wednesday night. It was so eloquent and like spot on. Yeah. Like, where's that guy? I want that guy as president. And then the fucking people in the leadership of the Republican Party, like Ted Cruz and that dude, the senator from Missouri, who like gave the yeah. white power, like the white power, like symbol at Trump's little mini rally in Washington, D.C. on Wednesday. All of those guys are responsible for this, just as much as all the people who raided that Capitol building. Mm -hmm. It was an act of treason. Donald Trump and all of his little supporters literally committed treason against the United States and the lifestyle that we have taken advantage of and taken for granted. And they they fucking committed treason. Mm -hmm. And it's disgraceful. a lot of his cabinet members, not a lot, but several have the chief of staff of the first lady. A lot of people in the aides are resigning because they don't want to be a part of this. They don't even want to be associated, but they are. Yeah, they, that's like putting in your two weeks, but you're right. You're, yeah. In two Literally. weeks, you're going to be done anyway. Yeah. They're resigning like he's losing a lot of support on that end. But at the same time, it's way too late. It's way too late now for us, especially when this happened. It was way too late for four years for a lot of people. And it was way too late for since the beginning of summer for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And rightfully so. And <laughs> yeah, it's, I think we have a lot more questions right now, especially um, revolving how le- like the logistics of these people storming the Capitol. How? <laughs> Dude, the, when this the, the, place is supposed to be so well guarded. Right. And it wasn't, and, though. That's the thing, though. And it wasn't. That's the big question. They, like, what is going on? They, how are these people allowed to go into the offices? Right. All of these people and end into the chamber. Like, there's a lot of questions. It's, I don't believe I gotta in conspiracies. Be honest. It's racial privilege, man. Yeah. If that was if that was a crowd of five thousand black people or any other like any race besides white people, you better believe the National Guard would already been there. Mm-hmm. Like if they, dude, because Trump, like he announced there was going to be a rally, there was going to be a, like a pro-Trump rally, and then the, it w- like we would have been ready to push that assault back that's all that was it was an attack and assault regardless of who like but if it would have been anyone except these white people who claim that they support law enforcement and they're the they're the party of law and order and all this shit the response would have been totally different it would have been totally different and that's what hit home for me is 
that that's when this all became a reality of like, oh my God, like everything in the summer, like, yeah, you know, nothing that happened over the summer was good, but like, this is on a whole different scale for, uh, for all sorts of different reasons. Mm-hmm. The, the, the riots and the protests and even like the looting, which I don't condone that shit, but like they're fighting a systemic problem. They're fighting systemic oppression, which is totally there. And anyone who has mm-hmm. any ounce of education in anything regarding like sociology, socioeconomics understands that over the last 200 years, the minorities of this country have been fucking subjugated to the, to where they're at now. And that's just the truth. And do I think that, that, the police were poorly trained and, and they need better training. Absolutely. But to, to look at what, again, coming, coming back to what I was saying, the people, yes, the people on Wednesday that raided the Capitol building, blue lives matter, all this bullshit. You know what they did? They fucking assaulted cops. They killed a cop for what? Because it was a coup attempt. It's Donald for Donald Trump. They're trying to keep Donald Trump be, because he's made all of these claims that the election was stolen from us. It was stolen from us. Like, motherfucker, no, it wasn't. No judge in the entire country, even your Republican Supreme Court that you have fucking appointed, has proven that there was any type of election fraud. And he's convinced 49% of the country that this is true. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he has them living, breathing, eating, sleeping, believing fully that there was election fraud when the dude just fucking lost. And this is what he's done in his whole life. He's a manipulator. He's a liar. This is all he, this is like, what did we expect? People, I don't think people actually knew who Trump was. If you go into his life and like the little details of what has happened, how many times he's been sued and gotten out of it, what he's done to people to build his towers, what he's done to people that he like buildings that he's bought and had tenants in that he tried to get out so he could renovate it and, and change it. So he bought a building atop Central Park back in the 80s, and there was a bunch of people living in it, and he just let the building go to shit, absolute shit. He didn't do any maintenance, didn't order anything. Anything that happened to it was like, no, you're not doing anything. He let homeless people um, you know, occupy the lobbies, occupy hallways, just to get these people to move out. And it was a low-income uh, housing at the time. And he was trying to get it to a luxury housing. Mm. And he just let these people go to shit. When he was building Trump Tower, he he hired workers, cheap labor to do it. And when he never paid them and they sued him for their wages and he, Donald Trump won and the workers never got paid mm-hmm. to lay the foundation of his tower. Same thing with uh, trade workers that came in and like did the details of his tower for like the 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 floors and the chandeliers and everything he decorated in that fucking place. He never paid them. He doesn't do this shit. His campaign trail too. You'll go look at that. All the bill unpaid bills in all these cities to the police force that protected him as he came into the cities for his rallies. Unpaid bills. It's fucking paper trail. He's he's a terrible person and he never wants to lose and he'll do anything to make the perception of I didn't lose just like the perception was in 1814 when they wanted to send a memo to Europe, we controlled the narrative. It wasn't a big deal. It was just a little bit of vandalism. They didn't burn us completely down. Mm -hmm. That's, that's American politics and Donald Trump played it to a fiddle control the narrative that goes out. 
with that though, like I could understand like back in 1814, like that's, I could see why they would do that because that was an, that was a foreign attacker. That was a foreign attacker that came in and did this. This was the president of our United States who manipulated and twisted the, the people who, and a lot, they allowed it to happen. They allowed it to happen. And the argument is always, well, he's not, he's not a politician. He's a businessman. He's a terrible businessman. What he is is a manipulative, manipulative child who refuses to take accountability for literally anything. He still doesn't. He still didn't take any accountability for anything that happened on Wednesday. When the National Guard was called in, he he refused because the president has to because Washington, D.C. is federal. It's not a state where like you can just call the National Guard in without, you know, all this extra basically bureaucratic process. He wouldn't do it. Pence. His vice president, Mike Pence, was the one to to make it happen, basically, because Trump didn't want to do it. He believed what these people were doing were, was right. And again, I'm going to get like this is on us. As a people, this is on us. And if you don't believe that, then you're part of the problem. And if you still support this guy and you still think that all of this stuff was OK, then you are the problem. I don't give a fuck. You are the problem. You're not part of the problem. You are the problem. And this isn't about parties. This isn't about, you know, how you feel politically. This is about your values and your morals as a person. What do you value that you're, that you allow this monster who's raped people financially and sexually? He's a fucking monster. And you know what? And we've sort of talked about this before. For a while, we were able to justify him as, well, he hasn't done anything really that bad. Everything he was doing was subversive. The lies about the democracy that he was in charge of that eventually people started to believe. that He's such a good liar that he believes his own lies, and then so does everybody else. And then they, they fucking spew all that shit, too. It's just, and it's hatred. Mm-hmm. And all the followers, they say, well, now that Biden's going to be in office, it's going to be, a, you know, get ready for socialism, get ready for fucking communism. Like, dude, Biden's the most vanilla candidate ever. You don't survive in politics for 47 years and not be because he doesn't really stand for anything. But what he is, is he understands the reverence for the office of the president of the United States. You know, and he understands what that means moving forward. And whether he's going to do a good job or not, man, I don't know. But he, he, after the last, like, he's literally taking over a, a completely divided nation. Like, our country is so divided because of the narrative and the bullshit that has come out for the last four years. Dude, people are fanatical about Trump. And I really hope that even the, the people that are not saying anything, the, the people that are silent about everything that happened understand that like, yo, this is, this dude's crazy. Cause most of us knew he was crazy in 2016. Most of us did, but nobody ever, I don't think anybody ever thought it would get to the point that it's at now. And we can't ever let no. it, we, we can't ever let it happen again. No. And like tying this into the weekly warrior, like we, as the, the everyday, the normal people who are like striving to be the best. Yo, this is where we have to take a stand and say no more. 
No more. No more. I refuse to ever let, even if I can't change it, I will never stay silent. And I will never be complicit again like this. Just for the sake of like, I don't want to argue about it. Like, am I going to waste my time arguing? No. But I will let somebody know that this is wrong. Because we all know right and wrong. Or we should. I I mean, maybe we don't, but we should. Maybe our moral compasses are all fucked up. And one thing, like, I was talking to, um, I was talking to one of our former guests, and he kind of shed some light on something for me for a long time. Like, I have found memes that are, like, the dark humor. You know what I mean? Like, it's fun. It's funny. It's, it's great. Whatever. But maybe it's not. Maybe it desensitizes us to these things that are terrible. And it allows us to rationalize and be okay with committing acts that we shouldn't. And we know we shouldn't. But it's funny. I've seen a lot of memes about what happened on Wednesday, and I haven't, I haven't given them any, spot, any space in my brain. I haven't shared any. I haven't looked at any because it's not okay. It's not, it shouldn't be okay to joke about. It shouldn't be okay to laugh at. This is a, this is a big fucking deal. The whole world was watching. The Chinese military went up to full readiness on Wednesday. Fucking Kim Jong-un in North Korea told his people like, hey, don't go to the U.S. for a while. (laughs) Dude, Russia's watching this. Iran, any of these big name players in the global game that have anything that, that aren't our allies, dude, licking their chops right now because we are the most divided we've been since the civil war maybe and i wasn't around during the civil rights movement and if and if anyone's listening maybe you were i'd love i'd love to hear from you to get your to get your scope but it's different now because we have all this social media so like the level of of like division seems so much greater you know what i mean mm-hmm. so saying all that to say like we just we can't let this ever happen again. I think at the first sign of in 2016 when he was running and he was basically bullying his way through the debates and it riled people up because it was like this is fucking awesome because this guy's the man and he's not taking shit. Yeah, and everybody yeah, loves yeah, a exactly. tough guy. Yep. Everybody loves like the tough guy persona and that was attractive to so many people. Because it was different. Uh, it was like, yeah, and we never ever knew yeah. where we were gonna. It was gonna go. Yep. And this is where it has ended. <laughs> and he does not deserve to be in the office right now at all. He really. It's been like that for a while, but now it's like something needs to happen really quick. I think he'll have a very quiet final two weeks, but I could be very wrong. I don't think he makes it. I think he gets removed from office before that. That's what. That's what needs to happen. It does. I totally agree. He's not fit. He's not fit to do this job. Yeah. And the Especially thing about right it is now, I mean, during so many things going on. During all of this stuff that's gone on in our country, especially in 2020, when like some really, really big social issues were happening, the man was silent. And not only was he silent, he was aggressive towards one side and not the other. Yeah. So like there was there there's been a thing going around, you know, tweets that he's put out. There was a tweet when there was I think it was riding in Kenosha um where he said 
when the looting starts, the shooting starts. And then it was it was compared with a tw- that you know one of his tweets from Wednesday, where it was you know we love you, you're very special, you're very special. like special. all that sh- you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. we'll remember this day forever. And bro, the fact that like here's the next piece: his supporters and both both as civilians and the members of uh, the Republican Party mostly. Um, and I'm just going to put out there, I'm not a Democrat or Republican. I'm not registered as either one. I vote for the best person for the job, straight up. So the peop- the some of the leaders in the Republican Party, I can't remember specifically who it was, they said that a facial recognition company came out and said that Antifa were, the Antifa members were a part of that crowd and they were the ones that raided the Capitol that started the violence. Mm-hmm. And since then, I think it was last night that, um, and I can't, uh, I, I read the article. I can't remember the name of the, of the company, but they came out and said, that's completely false. We didn't do anything. Like we never once said that there was Antifa members there. Like that this is completely false, but that narrative has become like, that's the battle. That's the, that's the rallying flag is we were, we right. were peaceful. The Trump supporters were peaceful. It was Antifa. Nobody even knows what Antifa is. It's like this thing that the, that the, this alternative right has labeled yeah. anything that is like, it's the BLM and Antifa. It's the, this and Antifa. It's the, this and Antifa, the socialists and Antifa. Like I remember it was probably like what, 2014, 2015 when Antifa was like, kind of in the Seattle area on the West coast, like and doing some crazy shit. And there was some big clashes between uh, more conservative people and Antifa. Like, yeah, that was some crazy shit, but dude, the fact that that's immediately the narrative they go to, instead of taking some responsibility for what happened is just mind boggling. And they call that when Trump is, you know, locked down on Twitter and Facebook, it's fucking censorship. Like the dude is inciting fucking violence. Take a step back and shut the fuck up. How can you sit here and say that this is censorship and communism? If anyone else did this, they'd be in prison. The fucking Mm -hmm. guillotine would get run out and their heads would be cut off because that's what fucking happens to traitors. But no, because it's our fucking, our humble and whatever leader, Donald Trump, it's it's gospel. It's fucking gospel. Yeah. Both ways a set precedent. So he's setting precedent that you can do these types of things and get away with it and still be in office. But removing him from office would also set a precedent of this is how easy it is for someone to get taken out of office. At the same time, he's doing everything possible to get himself removed from office for some fucking reason. And I don't think he really, really realizes that. I think he has terrible aides and terrible people in his ear that just support him. Dude, but you know what I mean? Because then you could just say, All right, we're not happy with it. Put a lot of pressure on the vice president to invoke the 25th Amendment, which if, vice, if Pence doesn't, if they don't at least explore that, which have, he's made a statement that he's not going to do it. He's just as complicit. Yeah, first. No, absolutely, dude. All these all these Republican leaders that have fucking enabled Trump for the last four years because what i mean i don't know why but they've enabled him like people like ted cruz and rudy giuliani and the dude i was talking the senator from missouri like Mm -hmm. these people who have spewed his rhetoric and went along with it 
and militarize, like not milit, maybe yeah, militarize, radicalize his following. They're just as responsible, and they should be held to fucking accountable for this. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know, man. I watched it in complete disbelief. I'm still sort of in disbelief, but now I'm angry and I'm motivated, and I, I think that. The flip side to this is, and this is just me playing devil's advocate, I will say that politicians in our time, and maybe it was maybe it was Trump's doing, I don't know, but just I think they forgot who they worked for and they forgot how important what they do is because this is what happens when you don't act responsibly in that position. Mm-hmm. Like you as senators and as Congress people have a responsibility to the American people and to our Republic and to our democracy. And they failed and they allowed, they allowed this to happen. And so if this was the, the, the shake of the cage that they needed to like get them into action and work together Mm -hmm. instead of arguing over shit that does not matter, and understand that, okay, this is how fragile this is. This is how fragile this is. If we don't work together, then like, like you said, when you read that opening piece, the positive, maybe that's the positive side of this. And maybe that's what comes out of this is the putting aside of what your party is pushing at least for a time. You know what I mean? Like for a period of time, maybe people can start working together because Mm -hmm. now they see how important this is because if they don't some crazy shit's going to happen because it, it just happened. Mm -hmm. Their lives were in danger and they know that. And it was, dude, it was the Republican people. It was the democratic people. It didn't matter. You like, you didn't see the Republican senators and congressmen out there like, what's up guys? Like, how's it going? Actually, I, I take that back. There were a couple that posted, they posted fucking videos of themselves like with the crowd. Mm-hmm. But for the major- the majority were cowering in offices and they were scared for their, you know what I mean? Because wearing gas masks. Dude, yeah. They, the, the mob doesn't give a shit. They're going to hang you anyway, because it's time for a new world order. That's just what it is. I think if there's something good that comes out of Donald Trump as president, it's that I know myself, I will never ever miss another voting election for anything. I don't think a lot of other people will either. I think yep. they totally agree. I think he, I do. The result of him has brought a lot of people to the awareness that my vote really does matter. Absolutely. I can make a difference. Like, especially in the Georgia Senate races, all of these new voters coming out, all of these black voters coming out. You mean that wasn't voter huge, fraud? Do you see the spike? Yeah, for the, right. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry. The whole campaign <laughs> that happened was like, your vote really matters if everybody does it. Mm-hmm. You're going to get the, we're going to, you know, the best person's going to win. Neither of those Republican senators deserve to win. They're whatever. But I mean, I will never miss another election. And I think the fact that some, at least some Republicans that were going to fight against Biden's confirmation at Congress the other day revoked their statements and said, this is too crazy. Like, let's, Joe Biden is the winner. Mm hmm. A shows that it was just a stupid ass conspiracy the whole time and they were fighting just for their loyalty to Donald Trump. And B shows that 
okay, stand down. Let's work together now. Yeah. Right. And so even, yeah, most even of them with did. Britain, even with Britain, when they, we were at war with them twice and now they're one of our best allies in the world. Mm-hmm. Most of the other developed nations in the world are allies. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we've, the, the, the dead horse has been beaten. However, I hope people don't forget about this and I hope people keep talking about it and I hope there's conversations about it and I hope that there's civil conversations and that segues me into the thing that I want to talk about next is like, what do we do now? Because we've talked about all this stuff. We've talked about how wrong this was and what do we as the listeners of the weekly warrior podcast, what do we as the hosts of the weekly warrior podcast, what do we do now and how do we move forward? And I think that it goes back to our five superpowers episode. That's episode two, two of them, awareness and connection. We have an awareness. Now we know what's at stake and we know that our voice does matter and we can make a difference even if even if it's like in our closer circle um and you may not change anyone's minds but at least people will know where you stand you know what i mean i think you plant the seed though if you make this connection with someone if you're differing with have a differing opinion of someone in your close circle that's where all the magic happens is in your mm-hmm. close circle if you build back your neighborhood better and everybody does that then the whole world is better right pick up trash in your neighborhood and everybody picks up trash in the neighborhood then mm-hmm. the world's a cleaner place mm-hmm. yeah so it does start with your own little circle your own friends and family and i think it starts with asking questions and not assailing right. and assaulting exactly it's not having a it's asking questions like why do you think that's right why do you make them explain it yeah because i think part of the reason i ever wanted to talk about any of this stuff with people because a lot of my family were, were very big supporters of Trump, and it was hard for us to to talk about it because um, just like it's hard for anyone to talk about it, it seems like, because it's such a charged subject. Mm-hmm. It's volatile. For me, I was never big on the facts. For me, feelings, like I've always been a more like I'm in touch with emotions. I feel people's emotions. I'm, I'm empathetic when it comes to picking up on that stuff. It never felt right. The things that the man did were ne- they never felt right, and something was always off, mm-hmm. you know. And I never, I never wanted to like get into these big debates where you're throwing facts out there, like like a legitimate debate where you're debating fact. This is more of a debate of of morality and what's right and what's wrong. Um, and I think the problem is um, over the last four years is we've grown so far apart in what we think is right and what's wrong. Um, you know, over the political spectrum, the people on the far left think what they think is right. And the people on the far right, they think what they think is right. You know what I mean? And they, they, and, and both sides feel it with a really like passionate fervor. Mm-hmm. So my next piece is like, yes, obviously awareness, but like, yo, we gotta, we gotta move forward with compassion and with mm-hmm. dignity and with respect and with understanding of, one another. And that, what is that all a part of? It's all part of the connection. Right. I know a lot of people who, like I said, are, are Trump supporters and a lot of them are very, you know, vehement Trump supporters. And while I'm, I'm angry right now 
I I'm, I'm not, I'm not in a position to have maybe this conversation right now, but I'm not going to burn a relationship because of someone's political views right this very second. You know what I mean? I think Mm -hmm. we need to, we need to build the bridges and not burn them. And that's been part of the problem is over the last four years, the bridges have been burned. And so the next step we build them and it doesn't, it doesn't matter what party you are. It doesn't matter what candidate you support because at the end of the day, like we, as the average American citizen, we're not all that deeply affected by what's happening in Washington, DC, especially in your own like little towns. You know what I mean? Like we're not that deeply affected, but we can deeply affect the way that this country moves forward by how we treat each other and how, and our social responsibility and, and, and all that that comes with it. So (laughs) yeah, like be angry, be aware. And as those feelings pass, let's treat each other with some respect and let's treat each other like fucking human beings. Because at the end of the day, that's all we are. And a lot of us have been on the defensive and one at one time or another. And when you get backed into a corner, you fucking strike back. You know what I mean? So that's kind of, that's where I'm at with it. But the flip side of that is this. Now we know what happens when we sit and we watch. So when, when you know something is wrong, take a stand, stand up, be a warrior about it. Don't let the things that are wrong, just go. Don't let them float on. Because we, we've seen now what happens when enough people entertain lunacy these are the consequences this is where Mm -hmm. this like and i'm not saying that if you take a stand that you're going to change someone's mind or you're going to do this or you're going to whatever but you're even going to (laughs) win right but at least you can say you tried which i can honestly say over the last couple years i haven't because i didn't want to have those conversations Mm -hmm. and i won't do that anymore I mean, I won't do it anymore. I will stand up for what's right and I will make my voice heard. And and I'll, I will, that's a commitment that I make to myself because I, I don't ever want to see this again. Yeah. All of it. Yep. I, um, I don't know. I'd love to hear what some of our listeners have to think about some of this stuff because it's a big deal. And I think that the conversations need to happen. And if you don't, I mean, you need to talk to people about it. It does like, don't joke with, don't make memes about it and joke around about it. This is serious. This meme culture is, I think we talked about this like two years ago, one, at least a couple of years ago that how like yeah. memes just desensitize us and teach us subconsciously that serious things aren't serious because here's something funny about it or a way to rationalize people's poor behavior or our own insecurities or our own mm-hmm. like the meme about the dog sitting in the house that's on fire is like this is fine this is fine that was and that's, that's applied that's yeah that's like that's us but it's not when we before we're like haha that's funny and then go back to was social media or something or whatever is in our life 
or work or, you know, and it's just a big distraction from taking this seriously. Mm-hmm. And I totally agree. Like this past year, like all of the, um, and you have to come to terms with it. Yeah. They're, some of them are pretty funny. Um, but now they're not because this is, this is literally people's lives. And it's been like that. I think we are privileged in the sense that this was our breaking point and our breaking point wasn't entirely, you know, earlier this year when George Floyd got killed. Mm -hmm. Right. So that makes me feel horrible. I hated seeing that, but I was not, I didn't know what to say or what to it, it was do. a buildup. I did. Yeah. It was hard to relate to because I've yeah, never dealt with that. Exactly. I've never seen that. I've never personally identified with that type of incident, mm-hmm. but that's America and that's what we live in. And that's what I'm a part of. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So we, I, I'm yeah. At this point, it, all of it now, all of it, I totally, as an American, I relate to uh, that tragedy and this one. And the fact that, you know, we have a say and it starts with our small circle. It starts with talking to friends and family and making that connection. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because I, I would I guess I would, I would be willing to bet and say that a lot of the Trump supporters that still voted for him, that 49% of the country, they could, if you, if Trump is planting these little seeds in these people's minds over the course of six years, say he, you know, four years, five years since he's been president and started running for president that Mm -hmm. he's right. And I'm right. And America first and all of these things. And those little seeds kind of like were eh, at first to some people who are moderate and in the middle and those seeds built up and built up to the point we are now where it's like Trump or nothing or Republican or nothing. Then the reverse can happen as well, where, you know, black lives matter. You, this is how you understand what that means. Mm-hmm. Black votes matter. This is how you understand what this means. Donald Trump is a liar. <laughs> He's a manipulator. None of this is right. Mm-hmm. There is no voter fraud. There's no weird conspiracies going on. Mm-hmm. Those little seeds to plant over the next several years to like restore America as we used to know it and love it. Because, I mean, shit, September 11th, George Bush was our president, and he caught a lot of heat as a Republican, but we were more united then mm-hmm. than probably ever. And then Obama took over. And honestly, there were, if I never once felt unsafe or insecure or even interested in politics, politics was boring because Obama was president. And that's, that's maybe the way it should be. Yeah. I mean, shit, maybe, but hopefully people still stay involved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's turned into a reality show, which is which fucking wrong. And if you want to look back at like when when Barack Obama and Mitt Romney were running against each other, the main argument against Obama was that he was a socialist. Well, besides the fact that like he didn't have a birth certificate, which you know what, who was a main proponent of one of that of that argument was fucking Donald Trump. He wasn't mm-hmm. an American citizen. He was that he was literally part of that argument. But anyway, the biggest fear was Obama's going to become president. And we're going to become a socialist nation. Gun gun control is going to go out of con- like it's going to be nuts. They're going to come take your guns. The government. No one's coming to take anyone's guns. And, that, and it didn't. Ever. And it didn't happen. It's and never it, and it didn't happen. happen. And then they say, "Well, look at look at how good has, Trump has done with the economy and whatever." Bro, that economy was set up while Obama was still president. Like the economy was pretty well. I wouldn't say it was in shambles, but like we obviously weren't doing well in two thousand eight there was a huge recession, like the biggest since 1920. 
And Obama became president not too long after that occurred. So, yeah, he the dude had to pull us out of that with the whole country behind him. Mm-hmm. So Trump inherited us on an upswing. And like, that's one thing he's good at is making business deals because he's fucking manipulative. And that's what business people do. Like not, that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. And so the fear that a lot of people have that like Joe Biden is a communist and we're going to be under a socialist regime and like say goodbye to freedom, dude, I'm so tired of fucking hearing that shit. Like say goodbye to freedom, say goodbye to your guns. Like I'm literally a- nothing is going to change for you. I- yeah, I'm a gun owner. Nothing. You're still going to be free. You're always going to have guns. Yes. It's part of the Constitution. The Constitution is the law of the land. And that and, and everything Trump has done, he is totally against the Constitution. He doesn't give a shit about religion. He doesn't give a shit about you. He doesn't give a shit about anything Press. except himself. Mm-hmm. He wants power. He wants people to do his bidding and they fucking did his bidding. Mm-hmm. Daddy said what to do and they did it. Sorry. I t- I said we were done beating the dead horse, but I'm just yeah. I, like, I can't stop. <laughs> you're fired up. Yeah. You're fired up. Take that fire and harness it. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, I think we, we start closing it out. Yeah. I think we leave it on positive note. Best ways plant small seeds the slow way is the fast way yeah so getting in an argument with someone else on politics or anything in general mm-hmm. race religion you don't need to we don't need to argue about this shit we got ask questions to the other person yeah why do you feel that way right why is it you see it that way we have Bill, to come make to them explain exactly. it exactly odds are if you, someone is asking you questions about your beliefs and are being sincere about it the conversation is going to be civil and sincere and you're both going to reach an impasse at the end mm-hmm. or, a, you know, a, yeah. an agreement at the end of some sort that live and let live. This is America. And honestly, if you go back in history, the Capitol has been sacked and attacked up to a dozen times. It wasn't just the British. It wasn't just the Trump supporters. And that's going to happen in a free society. The important thing is that we squash it mm-hmm. just like is being done now. Mm-hmm. It's a slow process of connection, true connection and, and coming back together. Yep. But it starts with us. It starts with talking to your friends and your family. Yep. The individuals. And we all have a part in it. Yeah. So if you if you think I've heard a lot that I don't feel like I can make a difference, but you you do and you can. Yeah. You make a difference. Yeah. You can be a leader within your community, within your small, within your friend group, within your family, whatever. What what we need now is leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, because we don't, we don't have leadership right now and, and we haven't had true leadership in, in a long time and we're all, we're all ready for it. We're all ready to get behind. We're all ready to get behind and do some work and make it better. And it starts with us. The, mm-hmm. the listeners of the weekly warrior podcast, it starts with us. <laughs> yeah. We can make it happen. We have impact. Yep. Absolutely. And with that, I think we'll end this episode and, uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Weekly Warrior Podcast. We sincerely appreciate you being here with us. And if you would consider sharing the Weekly Warrior with a friend or family member, that'd be pretty great too. If you haven't already done so, leave us a rating and a short review. Also, check out our Instagram page at Weekly Warrior Podcast for more warrior content. 
Thanks again for being here with us, and we hope you'll join us next week when we discover the warrior within. Thank you.